Christ's sufficiency is all I need for my relationships? And what are some of the things that you find to be challenging in relationships? Oh, vulnerability? Communication. Communication. Connecting. Connecting. Got all the challenges you've ever had in relationships? Hello? Understanding? Understanding? Yeah. Expectation. Expectation. So, say again? Yeah, sure. So, you know, we could go on and on. Uh, we all understand challenges. We don't need to have them highlighted for us. Here's something. I'm going to read a verse, and you can listen. It's John 13, 34 and 35. Jesus says, A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Now notice the interesting thing here about our relationships is uh, Jesus' passion, that's why we're going to Seattle today, is that all men know. All right? He didn't say, uh, all men will know you are my disciples if you are a uh, missionary, or you are a pastor, or you are enrolled in youth Bible school. Uh, you know, it's just pretty evident that the, the flag that uh, we fly, uh, the demonstration, the manifestation of who we really are comes out and fleshes out in our relationships. That's easy to say. But that is where we're at today. Uh, so the goal of this lesson is to find life. It's very important. Find life life for our relationships only by abiding in the vine, Jesus Christ. And uh, I will ask you to quote uh, all together in unison, again, John 15, verse 5 on your worksheets. And so we've agreed this is without life. What are some things that we might try to do uh, to make relationships work outside of the true organic, intimate, life-flowing, giving, dynamic, living connection? What's some things we might try to do? I'm struggling in communicating, or I'm struggling in some relationship. Perform, such as, what would that mean? Impress. You're right, but... Impress. Impress. How would you do that? Different areas. Different areas. What's that mean? I don't know. <laughs> Make yourself look good. Make yourself look good. How would you do that? Right. By the way you dress. By the way you dress? Comb your hair. Comb your hair. Okay. No, I mean, I don't know. There could be a lot of things, and... Uh, Unfortunately, I could tell you too many things about this in my past life because of the area of performance. And, and there are many things you can do, self-helps, uh, all kinds of ways you can, you can boost, um, I would say, manipulative ways of, 
of uh, making people like you. You may think that, but that doesn't really mean they do. So we're going to discard this one, and we're going to go right back to where we're at every day. And true, uh, truly, my relationships are only as alive and vibrant and life-giving and attracting and fruitful as they are my connection in the vine. And there we go again. We, we come up. We get the life. We've had the life for passion for souls, uh, for identity, for my daily salvation. And now today we're right here at this connection, this intersection of my relationships, connected uh, to the vine. And there are... Uh, um, so many lessons, but, but this is, if you just don't get anything at all of this lesson today, it's just a simple lesson that we've had every day. As I am connected to the true vine, then I have everything that Jesus requires for a full, living, dynamic, effective relationship. Now, that doesn't mean that uh, everybody you come in contact with is you're just going to have this hunky-dory, uh, what, what, I, don't, I don't like that word, uh, just this wonderful flowing relationship. It may, there may be some times, I'll show you later, where uh, we, we have to, uh, uh, the Lord has some provisions for difficult relationships, and perhaps we'll talk about that. So this message is important because... It calls me to willingly pass on to others the love I have received from God. In other words, I, I, to illustrate this really simply, it's oversimplified, but I'm kind of like a pipe. And that's, this is us, just a pipe. And I am, uh, as I'm connected to the vine, I'm a living pipe. And so God pours out his, his love into me, and I just flow it to others. And uh, so I have God's love here, and I just stick on another piece, and that's, that's others. And I'll show you how this kind of works, uh, hopefully. Uh, so this, pretend this is God's love, and uh, we're over here, and we're going to uh, show you how this works. Okay. Oh, let's get over here where they don't have a cup. So you, so you go like this? Oh, well, <laughs> anyway, that's unfortunately the way it is sometimes. <laughs> you were prepared to get wet. Uh, but this is unfortunately the way it is sometimes. Uh, we, we are, of ourselves, we're dry, but God's cup is always full and overflowing. And so um, just for the sake of demonstration, I want to see if you'd move. And you, you did well. Um, our relationship may have been challenged um, had that been full. So uh, sometimes what happens in our relationships, just imagine this, uh, we decide that somehow or another somebody, uh, they've kind of crossed us off or they have uh, not responded properly and, and we kind of take it on ourselves to, to kind of you know, plug that relationship up a little bit. Like he doesn't just deserve a full cup, right? Just a little bit. Why would we do that? And have we ever done that? Like, kind of went around someone, or kind of 
Notice they're there and wait till they leave until you go out of the room or whatever it is. Why would, why would we do that? Say again? Because we've been hurt. We've been hurt, yes. And so plug the pipe and guess what happens to them? Say that louder. They get hurt. They get hurt. And so the hurt just hurt people, hurt people, and it just keeps going on and on and on. Very good. Um, so let's move on here. Talk to me about this picture. I'll quote the verse. Uh, this is the story of, uh, oh, well. What do you see? Water turning to wine. And so uh, the beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee, and he manifested forth his glory, and his disciples believed on him. Uh, it's a story in, in, uh, where Jesus was invited to the wedding and his mother and they uh, got to the part in the wedding where they uh, ran out of wine. And so Jesus said to his mother, um, have them um, fill the water pots with water. And they filled the water pots with water. And uh, they, Jesus turned the water into wine. Now, the thing that's special about this text is that if you stop to think about it, how impossible that miracle was. In order for you to get wine, you, you start with a seed, uh, a seed bed. Uh, you would have to plant it, uh, wait on the, the vine to mature, uh, harvest the grapes, uh, press the grapes, ferment the grapes, age the wine, and it's just a big, long process. And Jesus turned the water into wine. So why, why would that be... Uh, something that we may look at in the area of relationships. What, what would this have anything to do at all with relationships? Take time. Takes time. That's one. I'm fishing for more. Sacrifice. Pardon? Sacrifice. Sac they take it. Well, that's a possibility. Okay, uh, just for the sake of time, I don't want to keep milking you, but just think about this. Did you ever have a relationship that almost looked impossible? Did this kind of look impossible? Like, we're out of water. This, he's saying fill the water pots with water. We're out of wine, fill them with water. It looks impossible, right? You had to go through all the process to get wine, and it ended up being the best wine. You ever have a, a situation sometimes in a relationship where you just think it looks impossible, and you uh, ends up being closer than, uh, than before. I had some stories I'm going to tell about Chris, but I do not have time. And uh, maybe some other time I can tell you about that. Um, so I think that uh, all, all of us need to see ourselves many times in, in situations where it, it just looks impossible. Like, this relationship just looks like water to me. But when we allow Christ's sufficiency uh, by abiding the vine to be an intimate, organic, living, dynamic relationship, He turns our relationship. He has the potential to turn them into wine. I'm not saying that they all do. So, Let's see, I'm going to do this.
Now say that plain so everybody can hear you. Disconnected and relationships fell flat. Okay. That's pretty close. Anything more? It's the best one I've heard yet. I saw a wannabe back there. Was that you, Pete? Oh, okay. I mean, that's good. I think, I think uh, flat is, is okay, but uh, it's a little more than flat, actually. It, huh? It's upside down. And so, uh, yeah, you disconnected. It's pretty obvious. You, you disconnect. Uh, your relationship, you know, whatever upside down looks like, uh, there it is. <laughs> upside down. So it's really simple. You have a relationship that's upside down. Uh, go back and uh, see see what's going on there. With you, start with yourself, your own life, your own uh, connection with the vine. How is the relationship with you? Is it upside down? Your relationship with Christ? It, it's very simple. So here we go. My relationships demonstrate the love of Christ. Jesus says, John 15, 12, This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. And so the supreme command is what? Love what? Oh, that's all different. Love one another. That's the supreme command that uh, we have here. And also in here with the supreme command, um, there is this example. What is the example he gives? Ex love one another as I have loved you. So with the supreme command, uh, there comes the example. And Christ has set that example for us. We, we do for others. Uh, what did Christ do for us? He basically did for us what we could not do for ourselves. So here's a couple brothers, and I don't know what the situation is, but I know they both have hearts, and it just looked like one heart was doing something for another heart that that heart couldn't do for themselves. It's really pretty simple relationships. You know, what am I doing for others? What could I do for someone else that they cannot do for themselves? And usually it's a heart issue. And it may not be. It may be a physical issue as well. So there it is. Uh, that's the example. And that's the command that we follow. Deepening my relationships. And this story, I want to tell you a story. Uh, this is over in Cambodia. This uh, woman that is, this woman right here, had just told me through a translator a horrible story. Uh, her, her situation was, was horrible. And I even wondered how she could be involved in the conference. And it probably wasn't sometime before the day was over. I found her right here. And she was ministering to someone else that had a very difficult situation. And I'm just saying, in relationships, uh, Deepening my relationship sometimes meaning even taking the experience I'm having in life and passing it on to someone else. We heard Galatians 6, 2 this morning. Bear you one another's burdens, so fulfill the law of Christ. Considering ourselves. Also 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 
1, verses 3 and 5, it talks about that the God of all comfort gives, when we hurt, we receive comfort so that we're also able to comfort others. And so keep that in mind, deepening relationships. Um, very good. Here's a, my relationships provide opportunities for Christ. Always keep that in mind. Look at a relationship like, how is this providing an opportunity for Christ? Greater love, John says, has no man, Jesus says, no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And so always the proof of, uh, the proof of my love, uh, the proof of, of a relationship is what you're willing to sacrifice. And that's the, even, even our relationship with God. God proved, uh, God proves His love to us by what He was willing to pay in sacrifice. And the same thing here. Um, in, in this situation, I like this picture because this, this is a picture we know of Christ who laid down His life for us. But when you lay down your life for somebody in a relationship, Okay, a lot of relationships end up like this. You've got a lose-lose. Well, sometimes relationships are somebody loses and somebody wins. But when you lay down your life for somebody, it is win-win. Uh, so it provides an opportunity for Christ, a win-win. Navigating my relationships. So here we got uh, a couple... Uh, surely would be ladies, uh, probably the, the male genders. They're actually facing off. And they're facing off and they're going to wait it out. And uh, you ever feel that way in a relationship? Like, okay, nobody's moving here and I'm not moving. And the other one says, well, I'm not moving either. And so we stand there and we face off and we face off. But in navigating a relationship, somebody has to make the first move. And uh, I, I'm going to, these are mountain goats, and, and I've read a story about uh, a person that actually saw this in, in true account, how that uh, two mountain goats, they do this often, they meet on a trail on the side of a cliff that's just wide enough for one mountain goat. And one's coming up and one's coming down. Okay, so one's ahead of the other, one's above the other, one's below. And sometimes they choose to face off and fight. Well, you can imagine what happens. Uh, generally, um, one, one of them is always going to lose. And oftentimes, both of them lose. If their horns lock and they both go off the cliff at the same time down into the deep and briny sea. So, navigating a relationship, you're facing off with someone. Uh, somebody needs to make the first move. And usually it means like, okay, uh, well, this, this person actually saw this happen where one goat just got down on his hands and knees. Well, hands and knees, his knees, all knees. And uh, he got down. And so when one goat makes the first move navigating a relationship, it allows the other one to go over top of him. And both goats go on their way. It's a win-win. So if you're facing off with someone, would you be willing to make the first move? Would you be willing to go lower so that the other one can go over you and you can both win? And that's the way uh, when, our, when we're connected in the vine, we have every dynamic, every aspect, every intrinsic 
ability to be able to navigate a relationship of going down. Is it easy? No, it's not easy. It's not easy to buckle down. But it is beautiful when somebody's willing to make the first move. My relationship built, my relationships build on my friendship with Christ. Uh, he says, you are my friends. It, it's a, I just simply believe that, that the, the more relationship that I have with Christ, uh, the more you're going to feel it. I can just see those hearts around there wrapping around each other, more than just arms. But that's a demonstration of their relationship with Christ. And in fact, it's something that's active, something that's alive, and something that's current. Handling my relationships Another thing about handling your relationships, uh, hatred makes you a slave to the person that you hate. And, you know, I don't know, I'd like to talk a long time about this picture, but oftentimes I, I've heard it said, and, and I've had that experience, unfortunately, myself, is like someone that you kind of have a little unks against, uh, you know, they actually end up controlling you. And they're just as free as can be, they have no clue. But it's something that, that you got in your heart. It's got you chained up to them. And so, handling my relationship. If, if I don't handle my relationships, my relationship will probably end up handling me. Uh, if it's not done properly and correctly in the fear of the Lord. <clears throat> also, I would just say to you, uh, like going to Seattle. We talked about our prayer group yesterday. I, even now as I'm talking. If there's pictures coming up in your heart, on the walls of your heart, the people, if there's just a name, there's a face coming up on your heart right now, that's a space in your heart that absolutely blocks the full flow of the energy of Jesus Christ to flow through you to somebody else. You got 10% taken out. If you got two pictures, you got 20%. You got three pictures, 30%. I just made those numbers up. It might be more, might be less. I don't know. It might be completely blocked. So think about your pipe. Is there a block there? And what's that? how significant would that be? Um, our relationships, my relationships mirror who I am in Christ. I walked in the other night, and it's so beautiful to see a grandmother with a granddaughter up here. Uh, I don't know what they were talking about, but uh, it's just like when, when you see love and you see care, it's just like, one person is just mirroring their relationship to the other person. It's, it's beautiful. Uh, Jesus says, I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I've called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father are made known unto you. It's like taking the things from the Father and making them known to somebody else. My relation, maintaining my relationships. There's a beautiful way to maintain your relationships. Uh, it's find a mentor. Uh, I talked to one of you last evening about finding a mentor and others of you. Uh, if, if you don't, don't have a mentor, it's pretty difficult to have at least, it's, it's important to have a one or two relationships that you really go deep with. And uh, the ideal is to have a mentor younger than you that you are mentoring, you have one older than you that's mentoring you. It, it's just a beautiful flow. Uh, maintaining relationships, don't take them for granted. Uh, they are something that needs to be maintained. Uh, there's a lot of ways to do that, exhorting one another daily and, and uh, teaching one another. A another way of maintaining relationships is even just to 
person away. Come, John, come up here, please, just a little bit. Uh, this is something that I just think is important, just simple little things. You know, John has eyes, he has windows in, the, in his head. And make sure when, when I meet him, look in his windows to see if he's home. I mean, is he there or not? You know, hey, John's really good to see you today. How you been? All right. How'd that make you feel? Disconnected. Yeah. I guess really good to see you. Here's another one. The dead fish handshake. <laughs> hey, John. It's really good to see you. <laughs> this is going to be a great class, right? Yeah. Yeah, that dead fish handshake. How'd that make you feel? Lazy. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, there's so many little, these are just little things, but everything counts. There's a little affirmation. John, bless you. And you know what? If you want to know, <laughs> if you want to know more about how to do this, just watch your six staff couples. Watch how they interact with you. They're coming past your table. They're coming in your room. They're checking. How's it going? What are you talking about at your table? What do you... You see, they have your very best interests at their heart. They've invested hours and days. You can sit down, John. Thank you. And, and so they've invested so much in you, and their heart's going to follow their investment. So watch them. You'll see how this is modeled. Uh, ma they maintain relationships. Year after year after year. This is how many years for Bible school. Uh, what did Jesus, why did Jesus give this command twice? This used to bother me a long time. Why did Jesus say, he started out in the 12th verse, love one another. Now in the 17th verse, he said, these things are commanded you, love one another. He says twice, in just a little bit, he says this twice. Why would he do that? It, anybody know? Why would Jesus have to command us to love each other? It doesn't come naturally. It doesn't come naturally. That means in, in, in plain talking, it's not automatic. Like, oh, I'm a Christian. Whoop! It's not automatic. So if it's not natural, it's not automatic, and he tells us to do it, then what is it? Choice. A choice. That's one of my favorite words at Bible school. Thank you, Harris. Relationships are a choice. Loving each other. Uh, I should say loving each other is a choice. Uh, relationship may or may not develop, but the love is something that we choose. We choose to, uh, I don't know where the pipe went. Somebody must have took it. It's in the pulpit. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so, you know, we have a choice. Whether the pipe is clean, yep, or we stick something in it. It's our choice. Yeah, keep that in mind. Let's keep moving here. The ultimate price for relationship. Jesus made a choice. He chose. He chose to be obedient to the Father. He chose to bless instead of curse. He chose to forgive those, for they knew not what they do. He chose to pay the ultimate price, and that's what love does. And we call this kind of love suffering love. That's the ultimate price for relationship.
So the goal of this lesson was to, is to find life or our relationships only by abiding in the vine, Jesus Christ. I, I have one more thing I want to show you. This is um, a little crude, but yeah, okay. That, that means I still have five more minutes, so don't panic. I'm not going over. So, you know, as God pours it in, God is pouring in, pouring in his love, sacrificial love, love of his son, and we bring it down here. I want to illustrate this. The temptation is, many times, is, is we kind of squeeze that thing off. Be sure you're not squeezing that off. Because the design is, is that through repentance and through life, that thing is cleaned out so that his love flows through us out to others. Isn't that simple? It's just so simple. And uh, I'd like to talk about things that block that love, but I won't.